Hot Mike. Um, so I'm Lily. I'm Brandon. And this is episode one of our Two to Tango podcast. Should we talk about why we called it that? Uh, yeah, I guess. Because, <laughs> well, what what was it? We were spending one night trying to figure out um, hashtags for our wedding. And <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot that's about what that. I, that's what it was. Um, and it was you. It was you that actually came out with uh, Two to Tango. So. I'm the creative one. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's how it went. So... Yeah, and here we are, um, bored out of our minds. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we've, a little bit about us, we've been together for 579 weeks. <laughs> and the last 18 weeks were spent in quarantine. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Now, it's one thing to be with a person for over a decade, but it's another to be with someone yeah. 24-7. So and we've been good. We haven't been going out either. No, just right? to see family and yeah. Yeah. So, but let's just yeah. Why did we start this podcast? I think um, I think we can like kind of journal this, or kind of make this an audio diary that we can listen to one day. Yeah. Right. That's one good one. The other one is. Um, Hopefully people listen. <laughs> yeah, people listen. I mean, if people don't listen, that's fine too. Then at the yeah, at the very at the very least, it's therapeutic. At the very least, it's therapeutic. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a creative outlet for for me right now, which is something I need. So, yeah, we're just gonna wing it. Um, so yeah, we've been in quarantine for eighteen weeks. How has it been? Honestly, it's been great. But that's because, <laughs> but for me, you, I mean, you see why. Because for me, I'm literally at home and I work because I'm a baby. Yeah. I, I am sleeping on the couch. I wake by up choice. by choice. <laughs> I wake up by sitting up on the same couch and pulling out my work laptop. And I am here and I have lunch served to me at this couch as well on the coffee table. And when I finish work, I boot up my PS4. And all the while, the TV is running every day from, you know, 8.45 to, like, 1.45 in the morning every single day. Your ass does not leave this couch. Does not. Unless it's to go to the fridge to get Coke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and much. sometimes I'm too lazy to because do Because I, I bring dinner to us, to the table, <laughs> so let's just, let's just get that straight. Your ass does not leave this couch. How do you do that? I have no idea. I need to get up from my chair at least once every 45 minutes because i mean albeit you got me a very comfortable not me per se you got yourself a comfortable <laughs> gaming chair do you want to tell I just use how it. much it is <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> but yeah it's just a thing to stretch like being in quarantine in a small apartment and by our own accord we decide not to go out too much because our area is too populated so yeah we don't go out too much in terms of walking about, but um, exercise has been a thing that has just been declining heavily, exponentially. <laughs> it was already something that we didn't want to do, and we were kind of doing. Actually, we We, we were doing, we but were it was hard to gym. convince us to do it. Now it's like an excuse for us not to. Yeah, well, so much for wedding bod, but I guess that doesn't matter this, <laughs> <laughs> this year anyways. Um... So yeah, so what's been your favorite part of quarantine? The no exercise part? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? We actually have these questions written down, and we've had them written down for days, and I still don't really have an answer for this one. I think it's a toss-up between <laughs> getting to play The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Brandon has been counting down the last of us part two release date since 2016 since yes since yeah. it was um, announced that it would be coming out yeah um and i was just absolutely just over it eye rolls every single time <laughs> because you were more excited about it than our like cause i think you you thought it was going to be released last year and it was like our anniversary last year or no sorry that was hockey playoffs but we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah. but yeah, everything just revolves around this game, and then when it finally came out, it 
it revolved around this game, literally. Okay, but you had four years to prepare for that. Yeah, but... Mentally. But, no, it doesn't, because it, it was a different thing, because when you played the first one and you fell in love with it, and you get like this with everything, with every movie that you love watching or every show that we watch, um, you have this thing to, like, wiki it and find as much information as, as you can. You're like a sponge. You just like to absorb all of that information. But this is, like, excessive. <laughs> like... <laughs> Not only did I have to watch you play it for, what what was it, at least... My first playthrough was 23 hours and 59 minutes, so an no, entire day. But that's like day. an entire thing. No, you did not play one full day. Like, you, you had to play it the first night it came out oh, at yeah. 12. But, but like, that was from 12 to 2. 12 to 2, sure. You stayed up for half of that. I stayed up for half of that. We well, have a YouTube a video night. of yes. that. Yeah. But... You just kept going on, and like even after you played your full. Actually, run sorry, that's a really important thing. It was a work night for you, and yeah, I took the day off. And you took the day <laughs> off, but whatever. Again, it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept playing it, and after you were done, I'm like, great, now we can actually talk to each other because we didn't talk to each other the whole time you were playing it. But then it comes the YouTube videos, the reaction videos. <laughs> The, the reaction videos of the reaction videos, <laughs> which is something that I don't understand. Okay, because I know a lot of people love YouTube, and I understand, like, that's the main platform to get a lot of content. But I don't understand the phenomenon of reaction of reaction videos. Now, I thought that that was just something, like, a couple people do. No, no. People have full-ass channels doing reactions of reactions and they're doing well which is mind-blowing to me but anyways so yeah so after doing the game you have to watch all these youtube videos and then then you're online with your online friends and you're like talking about this game so it's like constant non-stop and then you go into your whole reddit world and like conspiracy theories and all of these people conspiracy theories yeah because well, we're trying to break the game apart critically, you know? We're analyzing themes and motifs. Right. Well, anyways, I'm glad that it's slowly declining. But it has been a month, officially a month that it's been out now. So hopefully oh, yeah. most of it has been out of your system now. Well, now um, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, which you evidently aren't too into, which is good. You also <clears throat> did not wait for this game to come out like you did for The Last of Us, which is fine. No. I think, honestly, you killed my interest for the last of us part two because you were so annoying with it when do you think that was though like because the game I, I have been consistently hyped about the game talking about it consistently a lot for four years it, de it was definitely a turn off when you just kept going like after you <laughs> finished because i thought after you finished the game like a normal person you would take a couple days to digest and process and kind of just like you know Go about your, your day and, and do other things, but no, no, no. <laughs> like, it's, it, it it's not that kind of game. It. You have to. Like, it, it, it forces you to think about it. That's why people are still talking about it to this day. A lot of people are talking about how much they hate the game to this day. Mind like, you, I'm not a gamer, so my opinion doesn't matter. I know, this is just a of bubble stuff. of gamers. It's just me thinking that it, it's, it's just. Uh, Yes, it's the most anticipated game, and it's a beautiful game. It's definitely well done, and obviously the story is, is there. I just don't think it's one to to uh, plan your life around for... I didn't plan... Shut up. <laughs> Was it worth taking a day off for? Oh, 100%. Okay, all right. 100%. Yeah, all right there. But anyway, so I guess that's your favorite part. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> when it was over. <laughs> How about that? Um, I don't know if there's a if there's a favorite part of quarantine for me. I think maybe cooking more, or not necessarily more, but a little bit more time to to try new recipes. But other than that, I miss going out normally not that like i'm out you know every day or anything but just my casual walks and stuff it's like i can't even do that can't wander the the stores and stuff on the weekend so 
Yeah, it, it just sucks. But like, we have the first world version of whatever of it COVID being problems. Crappy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, thank God we're not like the U.S., but it's, it's oh, just one of those man. things. You can, you, there's always going to be a bigger problem somewhere else. Yeah. It's a matter of, you know, still validating your own, but... Yeah. Balancing... I don't know. I'm trying to find words here. I'm not really great with them, if you hadn't noticed. But, yeah, balancing uh, just everything. Like, I think a lot of people are imbalanced because of COVID. Um, there are a lot of things that, you know, are, are taken out of the equation now. And more, more there's more stress added to, to being um, in a confined space, yeah. right? I feel bad for people that, you know, like going to work or going to school was their escape from whatever was at home or something, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you can't, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Everyone's going through their own shit. So just be nice. Don't <laughs> be a fucking dick and just wear a mask. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um... Have you discovered anything new about me since being with me 24-7? Um, you know what? I admire how much of a hard worker you are. Not the best color on you. You know, I, I, I don't like work, Lily, I gotta say. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, I like how hard you work, and I know you're not fucking around, but, like, you work too much, and... You know what, I'll let you say, because it's your favorite saying, but we don't work from home anymore. We... Live at work. Yeah. And um, I guess when you literally don't see, physically see people leaving the office anymore, you find yourself, like, you get on at, at 8.45, 9, whatever, and during, especially, like, at the end of Q2, like, end of June, we only just finished your 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 quarter end, by the way, or your H1 end. And you're only now, just now, kind of like signing off at five. But you were on as until as late as like one or two in the morning, and that sucks. Yeah. Especially because you use my my PC gaming <laughs> desk. So I can't yeah, I think that's like, the only reason you're upset about no, it. No, it's not, not the only reason. So. Like I, yeah, I'm like a puppy, right? So I always want Lily's attention all the time. Oh, you're admitting it. I didn't think you were. Okay. I admitted it. <laughs> well, I didn't think you were gonna admit it. Well, no one's gonna listen to this, but sure. Go ahead. <laughs> But, you know, it it sucks. Like, you work so hard and it, it's like an extreme. We can get into a whole conversation about crunch culture, by the way. Like Let's not. Video game stuff. That can be a different, yeah. But that okay, is that, Well, that would be a different topic, but. Like, that is, that is what Lily, I don't know if she's been conditioned to think that or if it's, like, it's just part of her industry, you know, that she. Yeah, it's a mix of both, you know, it's a part of my industry, like, month end is, is is going to be crunch time. Um, and at the same time, my work ethic has always been that way. Plus, you know... And no one's telling you to be that way. No, no. At work. But it's also, like, if my teammates are also working, like, I don't... It, it, someone would have to pick up, like, you know... We have to help each other. You can't just leave it to not be done, right? Look, yeah, books, they, books that's gotta the thing. close. Like, no one's like, explicitly like, telling you, going, like, work until, you know, you work until midnight or whatever you're there's yeah. this implied thing well like anyways let's just not go too much into it but Fine. like i think yeah it's hard to what's the word it's hard to not take homework when work is your home right yeah um it's hard to find that that balance now um the work-life balance you know prior to covid uh, I didn't have the luxury of like working from home. It was never really an option for 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 me. Um, so I think like, you know, working from home in the beginning, you're like, oh heck yeah, like I get to just roll out of bed and just kind of do it. But as you know, we we got into the, the groove of it and we realized that this is gonna be uh, the new norm and the new thing for the next little while. It it became very straining and it it became very evident that yeah. It, it's so much harder to find that that line of of work and home and as much as you know 
as people say, yeah, you gotta take your, like, time away from it and, like, be away from it even though it's right in front of you. If you're home, like, there's always that thing, yeah, you're home, what else are you doing, right? If your other colleagues are still, like, working, it's like, well, what am I doing, you know? And, yeah, you shouldn't compare, but it's, it's honestly, that's the way it is, so... That's another topic of discussion for later, but I'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. What about me? Like anything that I discovered about you? Yep. Or how I've changed, I guess. Uh, I guess like you sleep a lot. <laughs> no, I, I just think... You know what, though? I would have always slept a lot more, yeah. but you've always had some kind of agenda for me. Like, hey, this Saturday we gotta do X, Y, Z. Hey, yeah. don't don't go all Bill Burr on me now, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wake up early to, <laughs> to go to, to eat some eggs? <laughs> Eighteen dollars to go and <laughs> is that a mimosa? Oh. It's a mimosa. <laughs> Ooh, I, you know what? I'm excited for bottomless mimosas. <laughs> I want that to come back. Yeah. Well. I mean, I don't want to go to the patios downstairs. It's, like, super crowded, but whatever. Um, anything about you that I've, what, that I've found out that I've disliked, or just in general? In general, how I've changed or discovered anything new about me? Uh, nothing new, I don't think. Um, just, oh, maybe that since we're, together 24 7 you just need more attention (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i don't know if it's just because you were like it's not even just because you're distracted like you just wanted my attention like all the time what what was different before i guess i i'm i like driving what was different before is because we would actually be away from each other and and you know i think and i think that's one of the things where we had to slowly come to like adjust to is yes even though we're quarantining 24 7 together during the work day while we're still working in the same room we're very disconnected um we're focused on our own thing and like the only time we actually do say anything to one another is hey what do you want to have for lunch or yeah what time do you want to eat right to be honest yeah it's like we we wake up with each other. Wake up with each other, And yeah. then from, but, like, from 9 o'clock till maybe 11, 15, 11.30, we're checking in, hey, lunch. <laughs> or, like, what time is lunch? Yeah. And then from there, it's, like, whatever, yeah. We're trying to court, but we're trying to make, like, uh, lunch dates that we never had before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, right? It, you free yeah. at 12? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, yeah, like, yeah, and what that's one of the things. It's, like, there's work-life balance, but then there's also, like us balance too right like yes even though we're physically together 24 7 i will admit i'm not mentally there with you all the time because well one work two i'm exhausted from from that and just you know the rest of the day like times when i would be like walking home like me walking home from work would be like a way to kind of just like decompress my work day right Whereas I don't have that anymore. I don't even exercise. I don't even walk outside these days. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's a hard and new process, I think. But yeah, there's nothing completely new. I think it's more so the attention thing. And, and I think it's a given that, yeah, maybe I do need to give you more of that. But uh, yeah, I think it's something that we're working through, right? Like, I don't know. I wonder what it's like for people who, you know, that are, that are, I guess not, doesn't, that don't have the distraction of work and are stuck with their significant other or other members of their family 24 seven, right? Like, do you think that's detrimental to relationships or, or beneficial to relationships? What do you, what do you think? And I don't have the numbers or anything. I'm, I'm. Interesting yeah, to find I think, out. well... They say divorce, like, actually... Yeah, the divorce, divorce rates and, right? like, lawyers are, are, like, having, like, increase in, um, in, um, new cases and stuff, right? But... Yeah. What I mean is, like, it obviously didn't affect us in that way. But, yeah, I think 
in ways where it brings people close together, it does the opposite, right? Um, for other people. But in either case, they're all they're all fair and valid because, you know, issues... Okay, people that are, like, going to, to have a... or on the verge of a divorce, there was always some problem there to begin with. It just... Being together 24-7 would have escalated yeah. that and pressured it more, right? Whereas people who were close i think you kind of just for us at least we it's not necessarily that it changed in so much way we're just constantly together all the time um which actually i'm kind of surprised that we haven't fought more if i'm gonna be completely honest (laughs) (laughs) um i thought that we would uh grand there are days where i just and nights where i'm done work and like just it's not that i don't want your attention i just don't want to talk <laughs> i don't wanna if you if that's ever the case you can let me know that you're just gonna go to the bedroom or something but i think that's where you play your video games and then where i you know listen to my true crime podcast <laughs> or i'm watching those documentaries are our separation of things because are we, we gonna plug that podcast or what which ones i listen to a lot of them, oh sure. okay. so we can do that later <laughs> but pick um, your favorite next yeah. time yeah no like i think it's I don't know. This is, this is, our podcast is going to really suck because I'm going to say I don't know a lot, but whatever. Yeah, I think it's, we're finding things about each other that are not necessarily new, but we're working through, like, we're just working through, like, yeah, you'd said that you needed more attention from me, like, brought it up, and I said, yeah, I'm sorry that, you know, I am not always present which i which i'm working on i think (laughs) it's funny that we started watching modern family because i think i'm i'm becoming more like phil (laughs) you're becoming more like claire that is not true since claire got the job sure (laughs) maybe (laughs) um but yeah like i don't i don't think we're on the side of not making it down the aisle i think we're we're still (laughs) yeah we still I mean, I to... very much plan to what, to marry you. What's <laughs> what's this now? Well, no, because you were talking about people getting divorced, like yeah. being in quarantine, how it drove people to divorce. No, I think that quarantine did not make you want to divorce. You were going to divorce already, and it yeah. just it just pushed you to it. Um, now the people that would have been or would have felt complacent, I guess, when aren't feeling so complacent anymore. Right, and. Yeah. But then there are also things where you probably didn't know about your partner, which, again, probably leads to things like infidelity and whatever that mm-hmm. that would have made you divorce anyways. So that's that's another thing in its own. Um, yeah, like, but if you generally get along, I don't think there's, there's too much of an issue. But there are going to be moments where you're going to fight. There are going to be moments where you just don't want to be in each other's presence. Um, it's healthy to, to take breaks away from each other. That's yeah. normal, right? This weekend you, you've got that, that hen house thing. No, that's next weekend. Oh, that's next but weekend. But like you, you go to the bathroom just to get away from me. Oh, yeah. So like, you can't tell me that like, that I'm the one that's like that. You are too. So <laughs> one of the other topics that I thought would be good to discuss um, not really a relationship. I think it's just more things on that's a topical thing is the NHL playoff comeback. Yeah. Um, it is happening as soon as next week. Yeah. Leafs first game. Uh, they'll be playing an exhibition game against the Montreal Canadiens on the 28th. So we've got six days until Leafs hockey is back in some form. Yes. So what is that form? Who knows? <laughs> well, well I'm, yeah, they, they think they, they know. Have it. They think they know, but what do you think it's going to be like? Because there's no, there's not going to be any fans in the stands. Um, it's a bubble, so you know, um, between the Scotiabank Arena and I guess Coca-Cola Coliseum, no one's allowed in or out. Which during, is fair. Like I think that's fine, what yeah. bubble is is meant to mean. And they're going to have what five games per day. Yeah, something crazy That's like insane. that. That's insane. Um, well, one of the questions is, is everyone even back? Like, are the players mainly in the U.S. at this point in time, are they even here? 
because I so sure okay. Well, then that's a big problem. There's a lot of people. Yeah, already. okay. Because this is, and and I guess we can talk about this as it relates to MLB or compare it to MLB in some way. Right. But, um, and by the way, a lot of people are gonna skip right over this part <laughs> because of the hockey stuff. But for the people that are listening, NHL is gonna be hosted in Edmonton and Toronto, and we'll talk about Toronto. Toronto it will be held in a bubble, and in the bubble, they're gonna consider that. As if it's a place of residence, no matter how far around, let's say, the exhibition grounds they go, right? Right. So. Well, no, they they cannot leave. The bubble. So, like, Hotel X and. Uh, no, Coca-Cola Coliseum. Oh, it's Coca-Cola. Oh, and, and, and sorry, and Scotiabank Arena. If they're going between those locations, that's technically them quarantining in one location. Yes, yes. No, but, like, yeah. they cannot, like go from their hotel and on the way to Rico stop at a you know freaking, yeah they can't go you know, like, yeah. they can't go and grab but like, like a, you get what I'm like, saying though right no, like yeah. Hotel X and Scotiabank Arena that's oh, a solid so two that's kilometers. why they chose Hotel X I was wondering yeah. why they chose one so far but that makes sense because they were doing it well they had Rico. to split up the no, Eastern no, no, that, made, that teams, makes right? sense that yeah. makes sense um so there's some at Fairmont there's some at anyway, no no, no I, like I know like they split it but I thought it was all being played at the ACC. I thought I didn't realize they were oh, playing yeah. at Rico, but that makes more sense. Coca-Cola. Whatever. ACC and, now, and Rico. it's important to note that those are technically one address. The NHL Toronto hub is one address because there are p- players coming in. There are some players coming from Russia Which is, and stuff. again, all of those other places, uh, granted I don't know the exact numbers, are in better shape than the U.S., there are two yeah. full fucking teams of the NHL in Florida yeah. that have not arrived here yet and we're supposed to start playing by next week. That means they get to bypass the 14-day quarantine. Fuck, no. But, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I had to note that those are technically one address because they're staying in the NHL hub and they've already they've already conducted or they've been conducting tests for those players because they need to have three tests. Half of their teams oh. are tested positive. <laughs> That's though. what I'm saying. They need three tests te- to be negative before they can arrive here. So there are going to be some players I think that are they're joining the teams there. during qualifiers. Like they're going to skip the exhibition. Um right? Like so what Alexander Romanov, he's a new defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. He's going to be joining the team in Toronto. Like he's not even going to Montreal first to, right, to right. practice. Like they're just going to skip it. And, yeah, and, he's joining them here, and he's even though he's going to be playing hockey, he's quarantining for 14 days. Okay. Air quotes. Um, and there are players that have tested positive. For example, Austin Matthews. As long as he has had three negative tests over the course of I think it's four days. Yeah, or five days back. or something. It's, it's pretty, then yeah. he can technically get from his place of residence in, you know, I'm using him as an example. He's already here, but like he can get from his place in Arizona to the plane uh, and fly to Toronto and from the airport to his home and be completely fine. Wouldn't you technically have to be tested from when you leave the airport? I feel like because you can still be exposed to to you know right but i don't which know how why, they were able yeah. to do that maybe there was a separate entrance at the airport which is why I think, which is something mlsc could which do. is why i think it should just be followed one yeah you're not going to be in if you're tested positive that's a like no ifs yeah. ands or buts two if you do come in do the full 14 day quarantine i don't care if you don't show any symptoms if that's if that's what it is for everybody else yeah. coming into the country why should they get an exception? And this is this is which leading, is why yeah. they they've marketed these or marked not marketed As they've marked these or not, no there's no exceptions. It's just that they've made these hubs residences like one and 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 a controlled uh, transportation from each location and they're technically considering it one location. The difference between that and the MLB. Is that the MLB wants to host games in Toronto as if it's a regular ass season, which is like, unreal, right? And which means that there are teams coming in, like flying in and leaving Toronto from these uh, these shitty states. <laughs> right? I thought, that, I mean, no, the NHL is still the joke league of all sports, but that's 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 by pretty... far MLB's by far for them even wanting to do that um, yeah. is is ridiculous. It's funny keeping up with it because yeah, the, this. 
the city or and the country pretty much said no exceptions for MLB, which means the Blue Jays can't play here because yeah. it would mean other teams coming here. Which I think was a good and fair call. I think it was just today or yesterday. I think it was today that what? Pittsburgh denied the Blue Jays as well. To be a hub city or like yeah. for them to play there? Because there were going to be talks of the Blue Jays playing home games in Pittsburgh. Huh. I think... Well, I don't but know this... if it's where the Pirates... Play, if that's even the, the states team, are just know. petty like that though yeah. but you know what whatever i don't think it's petty i think it's just like oh no we don't want to do that it would have been funny though because it was blue jays playing home games in pittsburgh and the penguins playing home games here, here in, toronto. in toronto which is whatever again two separate leagues they don't really care the nhl is yeah. the worst out of all of them it but is. let's take a step back so how do you feel about hockey being back as a in general it's Honestly, anything coming back is dumb, objectively, but... I knew, I knew you were going to go somewhere. I know, and this is but, where, why, like, we have differing opinions on this, but, but go um, ahead. I, what am I doing at home other than playing games? It would be cool to have something. Like, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to enjoy hockey being back, right? It's going to well, be on TV. I just think it's, like, completely irresponsible of the league. Because not only yeah. are you taking the players, who some of them don't even want to play... And, yeah. and granted, yes, they do have the option to opt out, which, you know, players that don't even matter have exercised their right to. Um, there are some decent players that have exercised their right to opt out. Right. Like, but the Flames, like a top four defenseman on the Flames is out. I just think like At in general, it's, you know, if the country is still undecided where we're going to be in the next few months... Then why is it any why is it even any thought to bring back sports? Yes, people are bored at home, and this is sure prime time to, to bring it back. Billionaires, honey. Yeah, I understand that, but nobody's going to these games, uh, dude. People are going to be watching it on subscriptions they already pay for. It's revenue, like, and the players are obviously voted it too, right? The NHLPA, which was a a, a wide vote, it wasn't just like select representatives. It was yeah. all the players. They voted for it to come back because I guess they want to. But. And billionaires don't want to miss out on the yeah. revenue. We're talking about ad revenue from yeah, TV. Yeah, I know, from TV. I just think the greater good here, people. Yeah, oh, you know? I agree. Right? But I'm. I, it's also not one of those principles where I'm, like, putting a, a, you know, a solid foot down. It's like, if it's on TV, I'm Because it's also, it. like, it's already kind of past the point of, like, where it doesn't even matter anymore. Had it Had this been a discussion, like, um, by May... Like, if it was, I mean, granted, like, things were still escalated then, um, but if it was something that they had already thought of back then, and, you know, had it going in by June, like, if we had already started playing by June, um, I think it would have been a little bit better, but now, like, it's just, no, like, I don't, there's no, there's no excitement for it anymore, for me, at least on my part, because this leads me into my next question is... If the Leafs win the cup, oh, don't. Playoffs, I ask you this every year. <clears throat> would would it be a valid and true championship? Oh, baby. Um, and I'm gonna get a very biased opinion, and I will fight you on it. But please give okay. me your opinion. Yes, I'll tell you this. Whoever wins this year definitely will be the most mem- remembered champion. Because it'd be a fake championship. Ah, see, here's the thing. I'm on two sides of it. I'm kind of split. Okay, on one hand, there are more teams in the playoffs this year. Okay, I'm glad this is getting recorded because if the Leafs do win this, then, you know, then he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally selly. And then if they don't, then he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't really care. No, (laughs) no, because, no, it's, I think the Leafs are still at a point now, especially after the past season, where if they don't win, it would be more like, yeah, you know. Like, they were not good this year. So, don't interrupt me for this part, because this is important. (laughs) There are more teams making the playoffs this year. (laughs) There are more teams making the playoffs this year, right? Montreal Canadiens were, like, one point above the Buffalo Sabres. And and the Canadiens made the playoffs... And the Sabres didn't. Oh, don't even get me started on the draft lottery of how this went. Oh, boy! That's a whole other thing. But anyways, continue. Okay, and here's the thing, as much as I go, okay, this year's this playoffs is not as valid because teams like the Canadians have a shot at winning the cup. 
Um, on the other hand, you have to look at the fact that the Leafs were not all that good this year. No. And sure. they could have very easily have not been. Like, they were team number 13. Right. Right? And they're facing, like, they have home, like, the Leafs are not a strong enough. Like, in the last 12 games, they could have been knocked out of the playoffs. It's like, they were that kind of edge bubble team. And yet, they have home ice advantage for these qualifying rounds against Columbus. So, on one hand, uh, there every team like there's a lot more teams. There's 24 teams making the playoffs. Right. Um, on the other hand, it's harder to win this year. Then. Yeah, I think right? there are pros and cons to it, and they've obviously thought as much as they could through. Yeah. I mean, I still don't even understand how the stats of a regular season is going to work for this year. It's um, 70 games, and yeah. reg- they already right. announced regular season stats are locked in. Austin missed out on. A potential 50-goal season. Yeah, well, he missed out on the Rocket Richard by one goal. Oh. Yeah. Ovechkin and Pasternak tied Uh, for, like, 48 goals. uh, He had 47. One goal. Uh, So those are locked in. And then, for some reason, these games, these five, at maximum five games against Columbus, are going to count, or don't count as a playoff, because it's called qualifying for playoffs. But the stats count as playoff stats, which means that Austin could... Like have five up to five more games to add to a like a playoff potential playoff stat. record, yeah. right? Like it's so like on but one hand these yeah. stats are meaningless, right? But the team that wins the cup this year will be remembered the most because it's such a weird year, and it'll be the hardest path to win the cup. It'll be more harder, teams are yeah. healthy. Yeah. Uh, uh. As much as people are out of shape, I think the Canadian teams are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> But like as much as I think people are out of or teams are out of shape, uh, or players are out of shape, it's also teams are healthier because they had time. And Morgan Riley had a tough year. John Tavares had a broken yeah, finger. Yeah. Um, Janssen's still out, but we had Mikhaev had a, you know, his hand, palm was split right open. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was just I, I get it. Like it, it's it was it's definitely weird. not going the least way this year. And then, yeah. and granted, if something some. Some miracle happens that we even make it past the second round. It'll be great, and yeah, you're right. Like, but that's it'll the thing; they harder. make it. They make it past Columbus in the qualifying rounds, so they would win their first uh, playoffs play round in for the first time since like 2004 or whatever. Right. And yet, that would technically be us facing Boston in the first round. <laughs> like we would win a playoff round because still have to because you know Boston. what? Even when, even with like. A weird ass year. We're still never gonna run, like get away from it. Yeah. And that's just our luck. And but you know what? That's how you have to win, though. Yeah. We can't bypass them because if we did not play Boston the first round and we were to potentially yeah. win the cup, yeah. everybody else in the league would be like, "Well, right. it's a fucking joke of a season, anyways." What is it? Um, so what would be the Washington point? had to overcome Pittsburgh. Yeah, and they finally did. And look- Chicago had to overcome Vancouver. Yeah. Right? So, like... St. Louis had to overcome everything. <laughs> I just like, think, yeah. I think if they win, it's legitimate. And also, players... It's legitimate on paper, yes. But every player says, I think this this year is even harder to win. So do you think well, it'll be as satisfying? I think, yes. It won't be as satisfying. Okay. Let's be honest, it won't be. No, because... But players, like... Every... Okay, fine. The question is whether this is going to be a legitimate cup. Whether this is going to be a... There's going to be an asterisk for whoever becomes a champion this yeah. year. Let's just say that conversation is only from people outside of hockey. Because everybody in hockey, from what I've read... Is still going to have that conversation. But they're saying it's harder this wins. year. Yeah, we all agree that yeah. it's going to be harder this year. And that yeah. stats are everywhere. And, and and it it's, you know, whatever. Everything's all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, matchups are not even going to make sense, right? Yeah. So, like... We have yes. a, a to potential, like, Carolina... They are a good team, and they had to face the New York Rangers, who are, like, kind of rebuilding. Right. And the Rangers are one of the bottom teams, like, the yeah. ones that shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah. But the Rangers have swept the Hurricanes, I think, all year. Hmm. Or they have, a, like, a better winning record. Like, they're, right. the te- they're the juggernaut, or, like, the team that the Carolina Hurricanes can't beat. Right. So that's why the Hurricanes, I think, are the one team that are, like, fuck this playoff format. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and again, like, they've been, the whole league has been out of it so long that it's already, like... This was technically already their summer, right? Yeah. And, like, 
yeah, it's like almost starting a new season again. Which is why, like, I kind of just go back to the fact of, like, why even play this? We're so close to September. We're so close just, to, to yeah, yeah, to September, October that it's like, why not just let everybody be healthy, let them enjoy times with their families, and yeah. just scratch 2020, because everybody else fucking is, right? And just start a new season. Again, this is a purely, like, we can agree, this is a purely money-driven decision. On purely. Because... Um, yeah, again, right. I get it. I do, but at the same time, greater good here. Everybody else yeah. is already, you know, bored of their minds, and we're, we've all dealt with it by now. We've already gone through the point of, of figuring out where what we're doing, and this is the new norm. Mm-hmm. So it's like just let it be. Just let it. Re- why? Why not just reset normally? Because now what happens is we've pushed back the next season. Yeah, we were aiming what for December first start and for next season. Dude, it's going to be a short off-season. Yeah, not even just a short off-season. The players are going to be exhausted because they come off of this quotations playoff series, get, what, maybe a two-week break, and then it's, it's back playing a full... They want to play a full 82 season for next year. Great. It's, it's pretty nuts. I'm pretty sure Great. the players are taking that to account, too, because you like as much as I've been saying this is a billionaire's, like, owner's kind of thing, I think the players are the ones that want hockey back to because they agreed to uh here's the thing okay little backstory all these lockouts that we've had historically have been trying to make it more fair to the players in terms of taking breaks uh extended breaks uh days off practice time off things like that like time away from work i'm using air quotes because they're hockey players how much empathy should they really get (laughs) they're millionaires yeah yeah um but they have taken cuts I don't know what the numbers are, but for those games that they didn't play, they're not getting paid for it. Right. And for that, they've agreed, just losing that little bit, they've agreed to uh, ratify this uh, a collective bargain agreement that's going to last, what, another six seasons, mm-hmm. and, which includes a, um, a heightened season next year that will have, you know, a, a, a schedule with games back to back to back, like three games in a row, no breaks. Like, they're agreeing to that. Oh, it and was the almost uh, unanimous. What is it? Olympics too. They decided as well. Yeah, well, the, like yeah, I think that was part of, like, to make the players say yes, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just think, I, I get it, and I think, yeah, <laughs> already in an hour. More. Oh my god. I get Dang. it, but I just think it just shouldn't have come back. I think we should have just said, okay, it's already been. So much time has passed, anyways, that we can just let it be, and we'll just reset in September. And that would have been it. But you know what? Yeah. I guess since it's back, we might as well enjoy it and see what happens. Um, so between the two of us, you're a hard no. I'm a, I'm a yes no. Yes which no. leans to into no. the question of of yeah, was it the right decision to bring it back? And yeah. Um, so if the Leafs do win, how how would we sully? Like, I think one of the things, you know about winning the cup is is to to parade. celebrate and parade and um you were going to not propose to me and go on our 10-year anniversary trip on the potential that the leafs make it to the stanley cup playoffs last year i mean yeah <laughs> so how is it any satisfying that you can't even go out and do a potential parade? okay let's be honest here um you say we cannot i certainly might not go out to parade. But you I don't will? think I will, no. Okay. And I think a lot of people will agree with me that they won't. But we'll still see a crowd. We're, we're definitely going to get a crowd. Like, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. Here's the thing. COVID or not... People are still going to is it. a whole No, this is a whole other argument. But COVID or not, I have a feeling people aren't going to be celebrating the Leafs as much as they celebrated the Raptors win yeah, last year. Yeah, because there are, I just think there are more... seven Canadian hockey teams here and there's one yeah. basketball team. All but of... also, basketball is a better sport, let's right. be honest. Yeah. And, oh, sorry, no, I agree. No, sport. 100%. Like, no one's... but Younger demographic. Right. Completely. I mean, freaking my mom was at the parade, right? Yeah, what the heck was that? So, so it's like... But... Shams got shot. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. So, like... For it to be, I don't know, I just feel like it wouldn't be as satisfying and like, um, it would be kind of, you know, almost like it was taken away 
from It won't be as satisfying fans. for sure, but we're like if the Leafs win, they're champions. That's it. It shouldn't be an asterisk. We'll remember what the asterisk is without the it being there. The rest of but... the league will call it with an asterisk. Okay, fans of Every... other teams, yes, absolutely, but Every time. But but you know, fans of other teams would also realize they had their chance too, you know? Yeah. Boom. The Leafs will have to have beat Boston. What is Boston's excuse, right? I think like, out of this, the team that wins the Cup like next year will arguably be the best team to win the Cup. Like That would yeah. be arguably a better team than this current Stanley Cup winner. Yeah. Um, because next year will be the hardest year. Next year will be play. hardest. This year is harder than a regular year. Yes. Um, and I think regular season's... And uh, like normal, yeah. And then I think the 2013 Blackhawks had the easiest. <laughs> like 2013 was, cr- I mean, the Leafs made the playoffs that year, and they were not a good team. They were not. Yeah. James Reimer had like a 9:30. Statistic anomaly, to say the least. Um, I guess the one of the things that like we wanted to do with this podcast too is to kind of just make it fun for us would be, you know, kind of relationship advice. Um, but obviously, since we have no one listening to us right now, I'm going to pull up um, stories from Reddit. Um, Brandon has not heard of the story, so I'm going to be reading it to him, and then he can give me his um, advice or um, the, the answer to, am I the asshole for it? So let me just pull up my story here now, and okay. this is going to be a good one. Do you want to know the title, or do you just want me to go ahead and read the story? Um, can you also send it to me? Um, nah, I guess I'll just listen yeah, to you. Yeah, you'll just listen like, to me, yeah. I don't know, I thought I'd, I'd have it in writing so I can follow along with it, but no, that's oh, okay. let's do it. I'll just read it to you and you can just figure it out. You'll just have to listen to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God. So, yeah. the title of this story to um, our uh, slash relationship advice is My girlfriend repeatedly insists that I redo my proposal over and over. I'm running out of patience. Is that the title? <laughs> That's the title. Holy, yeah. this is going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, carry on. Yes. I proposed to my girlfriend in late 2019 after two years together. Admittedly, now that I think back on it, it wasn't the most well thought I was worried this is something you proposal. wrote. No. <laughs> so it's this is something years. you posted. No. No, okay. It's not. I already knew. I totally called that you were going to do an impulsive proposal. And what did you do? You did an impulsive proposal. I actually had something why? planned. I just got my yeah. feathers ruffled a because little Because I know you... Better than myself, so... Yeah, I call him that shit. (laughs) But anyways, it's not about us. So, admittedly, now that I think back on it, it wasn't the most well-thought-out or planned proposal. It was mostly spontaneous and came out as we were lying in bed, so I didn't even have the ring at the time. At the time, my girlfriend said that she would love to marry me, but she'd be looking forward to more of an elaborate proposal. I assured her I'd sort something out. A month later, after shopping for the perfect ring, I set up some candles when she was coming home one day, think Monica and Chandler proposal and friends, and asked her again. Well, my girlfriend loved the ring, thankfully, and teared up with happiness. She said that she really appreciated my effort, and that she, uh, but what she meant by elaborate was something more original that she could tell our kids about one day. She mentioned the name of one of our friends whose boyfriend that we both know uh, proposed by making a huge video montage of their time together and putting it on a projector. I decided to start over, and in February, I planned a three-night trip away um, in our favorite city. This time, I spared no expense and ordered all the extras. Five-star hotel, a photographer, a photographer, <laughs> and, and even an opera quartet. What the heck? Damn. <laughs> um, when I asked her to marry me, my girlfriend said yes, and I thought all was well. Except when we were alone again, she gently told me that she didn't think uh, now was the right time, uh, and she was so worried about her future slash COVID-19 that a proposal now wouldn't make a good memory for her. Oh my fucking god. Um, Wait, this is the second proposal? This is now the third proposal. Hold that on. That was the third Did proposal. Did I miss a proposal? No, so the first time he asked was in bed. The second time he asked was a Chandler and Monica. Are you already not keeping up with this? He asked as if, Ch- like, like Chandler and Monica, yeah. and then she said no? She said, she said yes all all the times but she okay. keeps saying that she wants a redo that it's not up to her yes okay oh, now your face he's already is not the asshole right okay unless he later in that story he does something very no asshole-ish. so this one's not an am i the asshole this is just our relationship advice oh yeah okay. so and now it's like 
Since then, I've carried the ring around with me almost everywhere. At this point, I've even tried to involve my girlfriend in some of the proposal planning, asking where and when and how she would like us to get engaged and what uh, would make her happy. However, all she has told me is that she doesn't know exactly what she's looking for and I'll know when the right proposal comes. Okay. <laughs> From my perspective, this is hugely frustrating since in all of our res uh, other respects, she's assured me that she wants us to begin our lives together. Last week, I thought I'd bite the bullet again, and after cooking her a homemade meal, I'd ask her if she'd like to be my wife. She asked me if I was trying to propose, and I asked her what was wrong with that. Once more, she told me she cannot quite, she can't wait to marry me, but it's still not quite the proposal she needed. Honestly, at this point, I'm frustrated. I realize that my girlfriend might come off as pushy or high maintenance in this post, but I love her very much, and in one day-to-day -day life, she's honestly the most uh, understanding, chill person to be around. However, I don't understand why she's acting this way and what I'm supposed to do to satisfy her with the perfect proposal at this time. I'm confused and running out of patience. How do I deal with this? Too long didn't read. I proposed to my girlfriend four times and she's told me that she while she still wants to marry me, she's looking for a different proposal. Advice? Has he, has he had a serious conversation about why she wants to get the proposal just right? Well, he, I mean, in the story, he's asked her like, like what why? do you want no oh, no oh, not like about why? what what do you want okay. yeah like why uh, why from... is why is the why is why is how the, the proposal why, yeah. goes so important yeah maybe that's just me being a salesperson and like a discovery and qualification but <laughs> like why get to the root of it because it's clearly not that the proposal is bad right uh i mean do you agree i mean she's not saying that the proposals are bad but she's she's saying that it's not what she's looking for so at this point in time it's like Sure, if if the first one of him asking her in bed wasn't quite the one that she wanted, but him doing it the second time, like the Chandler Monica proposal, I think was more than enough. Um, one proposal is usually more than yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, one proposal is like way more than enough. But like, what I mean is just like, yeah, what's her deal? Or like what? I don't know. She didn't, he doesn't get into what that whole thing is about and i don't even think he even answers any anybody else's questions even though he asked for their advice but she doesn't answer why she just says it's not what she's looking for but then doesn't tell them what she's looking for yeah she's uh so what did he describe her as at the end sweet kind, that she's that caring. on a day-to-day -day basis she's a chill like down-to-earth person so oh, like okay. the usual things they say when someone gets murdered or whatever <laughs> it is, right yeah um what is her deal, man? If if know. he's been saying that about her, that's her how she is normally. Then what's up? What what's got her in a bunch for this? It makes I don't know. it begs the question of does she really want to marry him? Yeah, right. It's like false objections. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like no. I think you need to keep asking me just so I can like know if I want to marry. But then at so the same she, time, yeah, she just wants. She's also reassuring do him. Do you think it's the ring itself? Like what? No, because she said that he said that she loved the ring. So it's like. But then she still keeps reassuring him that she wants to marry him. So is it that she doesn't want to marry him and she's just finding ways to delay that or or she doesn't know how to break it down to him? But at the same time, why make the poor guy redo it over yeah. and over again? So, yeah, what would you say to him? I feel like if she's so stuck up on this thing, I personally... Uh, don't like people like that. Yeah. You're not like that, certainly. No, I would hope not. What is her deal? Sorry, I ha I can't <laughs> you just think can't of get anything past other that, than like, what is her deal and why do you want to marry this, like, dude, four times? I feel like the third one would have been like, yes, but no, okay, you know, I'm not even going to try anymore. Like... Well, like, yeah, because the third one, he went all out, right? Like, take it or leave it. Like, if you don't like it, I think that's... If you want to look at like an engagement as a as an agreement or a contract, contract. You're like which is naturally it almost. You've is. already said yes. I'm not going to try this again. If you want me to try it again, that's not part of the deal. I'm done. You're not satisfied with me. I'm I'm the belief that like it should be a question. It's a question at the end of the day, right? Right. She would have married you, and but she and what said she yes, says, no matter what, she says question. that she still wants to marry him and wants to plan okay. her life, but she just but wants she a different and proposal. And how and how is she forcing him? Is she gun to the head clearly not if like you know i mean i don't he think there is a simp her like that much, well, maybe if he's doing it for four times now and still kind of going at it but yeah i don't 
I think there's like an underlying issue there and yeah. it's obviously missing from the story. Um, but a lot of people's responses are, um, get out, yeah, get, <laughs> get out, out yeah. now. Um, Single and rolls down his face. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Um, and he doesn't respond to any of the replies, which I find strange because normally people do to kind of add more to, his to the story. Yeah. But, um, you go to his profile? Let's see that, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah oh, that's a throwaway, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. And no responses. No responses. Actually, nice. update. Oh, there's an update. Oh, let's read it. Do you want me to read it? Spicy, I yeah. did not know. Okay, so I actually don't know this part. Might have come out since. Yeah, um, yeah obviously it has. <laughs> Thank you to everybody for your advice. I actually wrote this post yesterday, but it was too soon to post an update. There was a lot of people calling my girlfriend a future bridezilla, and while this post may have made her really seem demanding, i just like to clarify she really is my best friend and a great person. There is no chance of us breaking up. Saying that, after thinking She's a lot my about- my best friend and a great person. Was kind to everybody. Never got in trouble. That yada yada yada. I feel like if you like can't describe anybody in a, uh, in a better way, you're just lying. Alright, but let's, like, let's see where this goes. Okay. Saying that, after thinking a lot about the responses I received, I decided to sit down with a girlfriend and draw uh, a line in the sand. I told her that after four proposals, that I'm lost and confused as to what she wants, and if she has a, a dream proposal in mind, she she has to tell me exactly what she wants so I can make it work. My girlfriend looks somewhat nervous, so that I push her to communicate properly. She apologized again for not accepting my proposals earlier. Wait, so she didn't accept it? She said it's a yes, but she just didn't like them, I think, is what he meant. But said that in 2019, she was still testing out our relationships. And so when I asked her to marry her, she said try again rather than a yes and hope that I'd wait longer. Oh, fuck. So they're not together, right? I don't know. Let's see. Um... From her perspective, while she had responded positively to the idea of marriage prior to this, it's still been too soon for a real engagement. Aha, I told you there was an underlying issue. I will admit that I'm I'm not the best at reading social subtext if it's not stated directly, so I may have missed the implication when she asked me for a different proposal. When I later asked her in February, she said I was the one, but was telling the truth about being too anxious to consider marriage. She actually confessed that she'd been planning on proposing to me later this year, um, sometime around when we were planning to fly to my home country. She had agreed she'd been trying to keep it a surprise, but now that we've agreed, it's better that we're both on the same page when it comes to proposing. We've decided that we're both going to sit down and work together to make the proposal special for for the both of us. Huh. Huh. That kind of took a twist. So they weren't on the same page. Do you think that's something... I mean, we were talking about being engaged for years before I... I mean, we were also kids. <laughs> yeah, but... So, I think it's a little bit different. Um, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. That's that's but funny. For uh, I should probably add into this. They are pretty young. They are 24 and 25. So, being together two years and then her not knowing if, if her wanted to be married. Which is, I think, is fair and valid. But this is where communication... Yeah, that's... And, and being clear and concise of what you want in a relationship matters. Poor guy. Poor guy. He, Poor guy. He, he's, he said something about he's, he doesn't... He's not able to distinguish social cues or something. Like, I don't know what he exactly but you said, but it's like... your future life partner, you would know. Yeah, but also... Um, be direct. Yeah. Right? No, like, for sure. I think... Say it, what's on your mind. Yeah. And ladies, if you're listening... You've earned the right to just... Shout out to my girlfriends. Hey. <laughs> to all my girlfriends. Um, you've earned the right to be honest to yourself and and to be blunt or put things in a blunt way to mm-hmm. people. Like, don't try to sugarcoat anything. I think we're all adults now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think so, at least. Where you, It's not even criticism. Just say what's on your mind, right? And you're saying, like, hey, um, I can't do this. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Or I'm just not ready. Don't play around. Well, like... She was clearly... Like, I'm not even saying dragging him around, but she was clearly, like, not just saying it in a straightforward way to him. No, yeah, she clearly wasn't... She didn't directly say, I'm yeah. not ready, which I think she was, didn't. was you know... One, not great. Two, telling him to try again is not the way to say, I am not ready. That is not the right mm-hmm. way to say it. For you to say yes or to try again later is not clear enough for him to or is he's not a mind reader he would he doesn't know that let's be honest like okay there's clearly a disconnect in terms of like 
when we're encoding communication, right? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. So like even even you and I, I think we have a nice little sar- like language of sarcasm between us, right? Yeah. We understand when each other is is what we're each trying to say through between the lines, right? Or subtext yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we know each other well enough to like yeah. just finish the thought. Like it's exactly. You can read you it off my face. Did I did it. To, yeah. <laughs> and. But like when I proposed to you, I would have I would have liked a straight answer. I wouldn't have accepted you being like, "Would I marry you?" Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't even do it right now. But like, I it, it, that's a moment where like you know you're gonna give me a straight answer for. Yeah, I would hope so. Or yeah. you know what? Poor even guy if, couldn't read it. Even if like I you know what? Some people do have this thing where a lot of people actually don't. Um, have the conversation of getting married before they propose mind-boggling to me but they do so when a proposal happens it is a complete surprise to them what if it's a lot to digest right if if you don't talk about it beforehand which it seems like they didn't prior to this no um because he said that he didn't have a ring at all and anything right not that a ring matters it doesn't it just means that they didn't talk about it before because she she clearly didn't even say yes. Um, is it's a lot to process, especially if it's like around people or you know, and it's one of those questions where it makes the person asking feel like the like time is ticking or like every second is like is is an hour long, right? Like I don't. How how was it for when you proposed? I don't know. I kind of like blacked out when you did. Like, what are you doing? You were uh, nervous. Of course, I was nervous. I in some ways, let's like going back to to this situation where, or the original situation where he felt like his um, or like he was explicitly told that his uh, his proposal, uh, proposal wasn't good enough. Yeah. yeah. I know that if I simply asked you the question. In bed, waking up, in you know, in the morning, when we're both at our ugliest, I know you would have said yes, and yet I still felt this like, uh, in like I don't know, internal need to to make this like the grandest thing for you, and it I had to kind of rationalize and then be like, ah, oh, we're simple people, we're in a beautiful place, Florence, like I'll just do it, and I kept it simple, but I still kind of wanted to do it right. And then a time came, and I'm like, oh, uh, will you marry me? <laughs> well, <laughs> right? like, yeah, because... I'm thinking, like, if they weren't... If if they didn't have that conversation, you're saying, oh, you know, some people just don't have that conversation. It's a surprise. He said he's he's from a different country or flying home, flying right. from a different... Do you think it's, like, a cultural thing? Because, like, my parents, they knew each other for months. Yeah. Right? Um, It can be a cultural thing where... Uh, but the, again, like relationships are subjective. It's whatever yeah. works for you, right? It's not, there is no handbook to, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say that. There are many handbooks and many podcasts mm-hmm. about relationships. We are That's an unsolicited, you know, we're we not. We'll make this one. Yeah, you're yeah. not even asking us anything. And we're already giving you our personal advice in two cents. But like, you just have to know. I think one of the key things to relationships is you have to be confident in yourself and know what you want out of yourself and out of your partner and that needs to be clear especially yeah. when you are going to start a life together it's true i don't i can't think of any culture that has marriage as an institution that ever says keep uh, omit truths from your partner no lie right. to your partner yeah, i don't exactly. think there's any no so like i don't think it's maybe it's a cultural thing where he didn't ask or they didn't talk about it beforehand or whatever but i think it was just a clear miscommunication part on Mm -hmm. both sides both parties um but i hope it works out for them it's i mean it's pretty obvious that he said that they're not going to break up and that she was even planning a proposal for him which i think is really sweet but i think they need to reevaluate what they want because there's a reason why she wasn't ready to say yes the first time because like you said if you were to ask me in bed i would have said yes like hands down and i wouldn't have been a big deal that had happened to her and she didn't really have an answer so i'm glad we found that update because this was like yeah i guess 
we found her side of things and, and in a little in a tiny tiny way we can put blame on original poster there for not you know having that and that's line what of communication. But this is what all reddit stories are going to be it's all everything is yeah. always a one-sided story there's always two sides to a story so yeah. that's what it is it's interesting but, yeah. that's why i like reddit because there's so many uh characters you know Not we just think characters, we just experience our own like yeah. lives or whatever but here's somebody from literally anywhere from a different place and we we just kind of like you know subject our western values or whatever on it yeah but again all subjective our opinions don't matter at all either so nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, and on that note yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to our first episode of two to tango we'll maybe see you next week catch you later